You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. As always, my name is Paul. My name is Rob. Super glad to be back in these chairs. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with us. We hope to bring you some value today that can make your life and your drone business better. We definitely do. We've got a um, we got a great question today regarding kind of some ageism stuff. Not political ageism, but just the reality of perceptions that you might face if you're younger or older um, in going about your business. And I think the principles and ideologies that we talk about in this show might even also be uh, relevant to um, people who are getting into the drone world or just another business after their corporate lifestyle. Um, I think a lot of these things might be important as well, um, but we'll get into that on uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Lucid Drone Technologies. The Lucid Drone is built for making laborious duties of cleaning easier. If you're in an area, let's say the Northeast, the West Coast, you, you live in a city, there's lots of tall buildings, buildings that need to be clean. Believe it or not, it's actually a very lucrative business. And if you're looking to clean autonomously, then you've got to look at the Lucid Drone, which is a hexacopter that carries, well, a payload for cleaning. We're talking about spraying, rinsing, etc. If you want to learn more about Lucid, check them out, lucidronetechnologies.com. But also, Lucid has a training program on their bird on our props flight school it's a it's a phenomenal zero to hero program to get anyone who's interested in using this drone on how to use it and how to use it for their cleaning business interestingly enough rob we were at the mapping class uh two weeks ago and there was a guy who was um power washing the front of a building in i guess it was fort collins and um long story short i just stopped and i was like would you be interested in a drone that would carry like a sprayer for you to get higher up? And he looked at me and his eyes got super wide and he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, help me understand why. And he goes, well, this sounds really stupid and silly, but on hotels especially, he goes, they don't want cobwebs or um, any type of animal a nest or anything below yeah. soffits. And he goes... That takes me so long to clean. If I could just pop a drone up and clean it and be done with it, he goes, I would actually make a lot more money. And so I gave him uh, Andrew and Scott's information, said, well, give him a call because uh, you can learn to fly one of these bad boys and level up. And he's like, I think I'm actually going to do that. So, oh, man, I hope he does. That'd be great. I hope he does, too. If you're looking to expand your business, check out that program, luciddronetechnologies.com. Hello, my name is Shay Stevens. I am about to launch my first drone services company. And my question is, as a young person, do you think that potential clients will be nervous choosing a younger business owner over a possibly more expensive and older option? I got my Part 107 license when I turned 17. I recently graduated high school as an 18-year-old, and I'm about to purchase the M30T to jumpstart my company. Operating a drone company has been a dream for a long while, and I'm very curious what your opinions are on this matter. 
Does age play a part in securing contracts and gigs, or do experience and work history win clients over in the end? I'm sure there are a few drone U students that are in a similar position to me. Thanks for making some awesome, informative videos. I've learned an insane amount from you guys over the past year. Keep it up. Hmm. Thank you, Shay, so much. Uh, really appreciate that you're listening, learning, growing, and launching. That is really exciting. And man, nothing makes us happier than to hear about that. Yeah, and thank you very much for the gratitude as well. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, Rob, I think that this is a very re- relevant question. A hundred percent. And I think that there's actually pros and cons um, to being younger. Uh, and I think a pro um, that's, well, might not hold as much weight as some of these cons, but a pro is that there is kind of this... Um, perception that younger people are better with technology, right? Would you agree with that? I I would 100% agree with that. And that's one of the things that came to mind is I think because it is a relatively new tech, that being drones, that it could help him to be younger. 100%. I believe that. Yeah. Now he's got to believe that. But I, in listening to his question, I think he can. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, there is the very realistic cons um, of being younger. And I felt like I have dealt with this too. But I feel like that there is a very real solution that will help you overcome this. But Rob, in working with younger people, I mean, I think of like when I first met you and Tim, in working with younger people, do you feel like it is natural to have more questions or ensure like follow through or a completed workflow when you are working with younger people? Meaning, do I expect for younger people to to adhere to those values and, and variables as much as possible? Or communicate about them to showcase that they do know about them. Because with, I think, older, more experienced people, it's easy to assume, oh, you've been in business for a long time. You have your systems. You're consistent. You know what mm, you're doing. What a fallacy that is. Especially, <laughs> especially as quickly as things change. So I think the answer is definitively yes to your question or your series of questions there. I think what I... What comes to mind for me is in is is in one word, and that is competence. Um, another word that I would add would be enthusiasm. So I think that's something that he has in his favor, right? Not that you can't be, say, my age and be enthusiastic, because I feel like I am. Love what we do every day. But there's just a natural enthusiasm with a young person that I think is infectious if you allow it to be. So that's number one. But I think what you're alluding to specifically, um, I'll take the point of of having more questions, turn that into a positive through your confidence. And what I mean by that is it's okay to not know. It's okay to say, I'm going to find that out for you and then get it done and go do it quickly. So that then speaks to your doing what you're going to say questions. So I think you can just take all of these points and turn them into positives as long as you have the right attitude. That I'm not discounting that there will be some people that might look differently at you because you're so young. And so there might be a like a steeper hill to climb with those particular people. But that's okay. I mean, as long as you don't worry about it, you make, the, you make that their work worry, not yours, if that makes sense. And I really don't mean to get too touchy feely about this, because ultimately, if you're out on the street talking to somebody metaphorically, um, it's easier said than done sometimes. But the more that you can handle it that way, man, I really, truly believe 100% that you can turn it into a positive for yourself. And without question, come out ahead of somebody who's older than you. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that there was something 
that you said that I kind of want to go into a little bit deeper as it's a nice segue into what I wanted to bring up. Um, but in what you just said, one of the things you mentioned is when there is something that you don't know, uh, you mentioned being confident. And I think being confident when you don't know something showcases a genuine, authentic confidence when you're saying, you know what? You Number one, when you don't know the answer and you have that tactical empathy, like, Rob, that's a really good question. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not really sure about the answer to that question right now, but I'm going to do my research because I think that that's a very thought provoking question. And I want to come back to you with a very educated answer on that as everything that I do, uh, I think, you know, I think through very, because mm -hmm. that's kind of like the person that I am, you know? Yeah. And it, it is showcasing your confidence. It's showcasing that it's okay to not know something, but what it's also showcasing is emotional intelligence, yeah. which I think is one of the biggest uh, hesitations in working with younger people is like, I don't want to work with this person if they've got an attitude or if they're emotional. I mean, I have dealt with that very real reality myself mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm one of those people that I've had to learn the hard way of the right way of enforcing my boundaries mm -hmm. because sometimes I've got a little emotional. I mean, everyone knows that they've seen the show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. Come <laughs> they've on. Seen the show. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Who are we kidding here? Oh man. Well, uh, as we know, our first criteria for growth is self-awareness, right? So yeah, we got to be self-aware and yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true. Honestly. I mean, if I may plug Jacob a little bit, my son, he's 19 and he just sort of operates in that realm of confidence and it has served him very well already. Mm -hmm. He's in the Marines. And I think the biggest hurdle is in your mind. It's not the people that you're facing and, and whether or not they see you as too young or not. Again, not to discount it as a potential issue. But I will add this. I think that having mentors who are older and can help you and and straighten out that learning curve are probably, uh, you couldn't place a value on that. So if you can plug into to some mentors to help you along the way, and they don't necessarily have to know anything about drones, um, but if they know something about business and people and psychology, you know, any of those uh, realms that are going to impact what you're trying to do here, that would be really, really positive as well. Yeah, I think a mentor takes your logarithmic learning curve to a parabolic learning curve, a hundred percent. And thank you for that perfect segue into the story that I want to tell, because I think that there is a very real um, specific methodology of overcoming some of this perception that you're younger, emotional, and you haven't thought things through. Um, if you remember before I met you, Rob, what was it? The Anderson School of Business. You remember that one? I remember that one. If I had to compete against guys like you in the business competition, I don't think I would have won, like, to be honest. That's not true. <laughs> um, you had that young enthusiasm we're speaking of. And it, it, well, and the confidence as well, except at that time it was fake it till you make it, right? So, well, uh, and that's actually a big part of it. Yeah. The, yes. But with I, with some genuineness to I, it. Right? Well, I was just going to say, I think that's the power of Jake's confidence is that he has an authentic and secure confidence. It's not like those commercial realtors we just dealt with where it's an insecure confidence mm. and you're trying to be like obnoxiously confident to hide something else. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. like a, it's like a stoic confidence. And I feel like Jake 
got that from you. Mm. And if it's, if anything, I want to get that from you. So well, that's very kind. He has, yeah, he's had amazing men in his life, but anyways, carry But back on. to mentors, you know, when I, when we, outside of me, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When I went to, I was, and many people would say, I think people see you as a mentor, just as I do. Um, that said, moving forward, um, Stacy Sacco, who at the time, he might be the dean now, the Anderson School of Business. I'm not sure. But I would also say I don't recommend that school of business. I know you graduated from there. I graduated from UNM as well. Um, and I would recommend different forms of, of business school, frankly. But that said, Stacy Sacco taught me something very important. He goes, if you want to win that competition, the business entrepreneurial competition, it's going to mimic exactly what you would need to do in real life, which are these two things, Paul. Number one, I want you to think of every absolute every way your business is going to fail. And I want you to think of every answer to how it could fail, how you would try to stop that. And I want you to answer why any way that it could fail may not be relevant or relevant, but you have to look at it objectively. He goes, I want you to write out your entire business and think of the navigation of your client from start to finish. And then think of every way that it could go wrong and have an answer to be able to answer those questions. Because half the time with someone like you, who's very enthusiastic, you know, you're going to get older people and he didn't say older people but it was kind of in, insinuated. You're going to get um, professors who are going to ask you these questions because your enthusiasm may be unfounded. Maybe you didn't think of something. You didn't think about the entire workflow or system of operating your company. If you think of every system in your company and you're able to communicate how that's going to work and you can also communicate how you are going to stem potential problems and whatnot, you could easily win the competition. Mm-hmm. And so I remember him saying too, he goes, I know you're the type of person who doesn't like to be questioned sometimes. And I feel like that's younger, Paul. Nowadays, I realize the value of feedback. Yeah. And, and so my perception on that is very different. And he said, so every single time someone asks you a question, I want you to look them square in the eye and be like, that was such a good question. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and do it authentically and genuinely because it's going to come off very professional and it's going to come off from a place of wisdom and experience. Yeah. And you have to overcome beyond your years. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to overcome the perception that you're young, dumb, and something else I can't say on the show. Um, <laughs> so, and fill in the blank. So, um, that said, he goes, You need to come off as I've thought through every potential issue. I've thought through every system. I've thought through how these systems will be managed and run. Mm-hmm. And he goes, You pair that with confidence, you pair that with passion, you'll be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, You want to win this? You want to get this money, this is how it's going to work. So yeah. um, Great advice. Yeah. All that, all that to be said, um, recapping what Rob said, confidence is key. Um, you know, and the way that you handle feedback is key in doing so with confidence, but you have to think through every system in your company and you have to be able to communicate that eloquently objectively and without emotion. Because honestly, when you run into clients who are going to ask you these hard or tough questions, what a lot of younger people that I've worked with fail to understand is that these objections are actually positive and not negative. Mm -hmm. A lot of people kind of crumble under the negativity. They get nervous. They get insecure. No, no, no. Quit that. Um, At the end of the day, as mind hacking 
teaches scientifically, you are in charge of your emotions. Uh, emotions are natural, but your response to them is calculated. Whether you want to believe it or not, at the end of the day, emotion is expectation divided by perception equals your emotion, period. Yeah. Um, that said, if you are able to respond without emotion, showcase the thoroughness in your explanations, you're going to overcome the ageism gap or the perception that you haven't thought things through, the perception that you're young and you you really don't know how the real world works. Um, you're going to overcome all these things when you are able to objectively and eloquently communicate objections and see objections as objectives because objections are positive like I said, and the way that they're positive is that someone's actually thinking about how they're going to work with you, meaning that they're thinking down the line, oh, okay, well, working with Rob, you know, well, you know, Rob, if I, uh, if I have a drone failure in flight because of orientation, how is that going to be solved? You know, like mm -hmm. they are thinking about working with you. That's positive. Right. Yeah. An objection is an objective. And if you can answer that objective without losing your confidence or authenticity or passion, I think and you can showcase that you've thought it all through, I think you'll be crazy successful. Totally agree. And, and you know, I was sitting here thinking while listening to you as well that um, as you're talking about kind of thinking through your systems and having a plan essentially, right, for whether it be objections or um, just general questions and just training yourself, number one, I love the... Uh, that is a really good question. Like in a, in sort of a thoughtful, huh, that's, that's a really great question. Or man, what a great point. I mean, there's different ways to say it, especially in one conversation, you don't just want to keep saying, that's a really great question. Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. <laughs> Sound like a broken record. But I was thinking about um, just in terms of a direct comparison, if it comes up. And I think ultimately, if you can showcase your value and your worth, either through the work you've already done or relationships and referrals, you might not run into this issue as much as you think you will, um, particularly as you begin to build your business. So could be a few months. And, and it, like I said, you're always going to have people out there that are going to potentially make it an issue. And that's fine. You can't stop that. But I was thinking like you could have um, this, uh, this gentleman and um, Shay and he clearly has been working on this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Call it a couple years. My guess is more, Shay, because it's you said it's been a dream of yours. I would rehearse and have ready a good answer to, but you're so young. Because there might be somebody out there that's, say, in their late 30s, and they are perceived as better, more knowledgeable, when in fact, they've been at it for 90 days, mm -hmm. 10 months. And so there are probably ways where you can say, you know, I might be young, but I've been working on this for two and a half years. And you might not even know it, but some people like, um, that I uh, contend with, they seem further along, but they've only been working for nine months. So age really doesn't have anything to do with it. You would want to be much more eloquent than I just was, <laughs> you know, but you it's not the direct comparison that they think it is. Well, and I think, you know, taking this to kind of never split the difference here and like an accusation audit, like, uh, well, in perceiving that I'm young, you probably think I'm not focused uh, or I might not have thought through the workflow or I might not thought through of how I'm going to do this work at volume and at scale. 
And you're probably thinking, oh, man, he's got a lot of uh, energy as a young gun. But at the same time, he might also not be focused. And I would say, you know, well, Mr. Perspective Client, let me be the first to tell you that the advantages that I have of energy, passion, uh, flexibility uh, in being young. I also understand my disadvantages that typically that comes with a lack of focus. Typically that comes with a lack of, of thoroughness and follow through. But in being aware of these potential issues, I have made a direct point to be metacognitive and being very focused, having strategic plans and following through with them. So that way I can offer things that my competition simply can't because they may have the strategic plan and they may have the follow through, but they don't have the energy and they're not going to work as hard as I do. Yeah. So as you can see, there are a lot of different ways that you can go about this. Um, don't let it stand in your way. I think also just sort of as a, a last aside, it probably depends on what vertical he's talking about. So meaning like if we're talking about um, something that's videography based or something, that's probably going to lend itself more to a young person almost being expected to be good in that role mm. versus say something that's more engineering, um, technically inclined, maybe less so. Mm. So it just kind of depends. And if you're buying the M30T, I'm guessing you're thinking more technical, which is fantastic. Um, just maybe be a little bit more prepared for answering in that regard. Well, also, I will say, dude, you are taking on a large cost in your first major commercial drone. I'm sure you've had many drones before this. But I mean, like in just kind of saying your first like big expense, um, don't. I've had this problem. Don't get overly giddy and excited about a new product. It might not actually perform the way that you think it does. Um, I give the example of the M300 with the H20T payload. Um, here we have an enterprise drone, super expensive, can't map for crap unless you spend an additional eight grand, right? We know that the H20N that's in November is a um, two scale H20T essentially. Um, it might be good for inspections, but it may not be good for certain verticals. You may not be going after those verticals. That's fine. I'm just um, in being young, in being men, in that we never truly grow up. We're still 12 years old at heart. I mean, trying I'm, to be. I'm still excited <laughs> about all these new drones that I get and fly. You know, I'm sure many of us are. And whether you're young or old, you're going to fall prey to um, over emotion. Uh, and I mean, being giddy, super excited, and you don't think it all through, you know? Yeah. So um, don't be like me and be giddy. <laughs> um, think it through because this is, a, this is a massive expense. Now, if your family or you have relationships or a network to support the type of operations that that bird will uh, provide value to, then then fantastic. I would just say that uh, just think it through, man. You know, I mean, you're young and that's awesome. You have lots of energy. So be aware of the common pitfalls of younger professionals. I mean, I myself have been prey to many of them and still to this day have to work on it. It's, it as Rob says, it's a lifelong learning. And as long as you're willing to learn, that's what matters. And in fact, Mark Cuban wrote a great article. I normally do not agree with a lot of the things Mark Cuban says, but Mark Cuban wrote a great article about how the boomers are literally... Um, uh, the worst generation on the planet and ah. that Gen Zers and millennials uh, have actually thought things through much more so. And um, I think that I say this because um, lifelong learning only works if you truly believe it 
and also act on it. And, and one of the points that Cuban brought up was that these boomers, when they get older, they just kind of like give it all up. It's like, whatever, I don't have to do that anymore. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, lifelong learning isn't just about helping other people. It's about keeping your brain fresh. It's just like a muscle, like your heart. And if you don't keep exactly. working it out, it's going to die. Uh, and my dad is a very real world example of that. So if you don't think that that's true, um, just give me, you know, give me your phone number. I'll give you a call and FaceTime you from uh, a death bed. So, um, that said, it's a stark reality, but it's also true. Yeah, no, it is. It is. So, uh, I don't know. Just go kick some butt, Shay. You, it's mm-hmm. clear you've got what it takes. Um, 18 years old buying an M30T number one. I will. Yeah. There's I will. something going on there. A hundred percent. I will also say, Rob, how many people have you met at conferences in corporate America who have all the confidence in the world and really do not know what they're talking about. Oh, sure. They're everywhere. Exactly. So if you actually know what you're talking about, you follow through, you have the energy, you have the systems, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Keep us up to date. And I'll also say this, if you are listening to this and you're not Shay, um, what advice do you have for him? Because there's a lot of people that have come before Shay and have probably had some bumps and bruises along the way that have learned a thing or two. And I bet he would really, and others in his position would really appreciate that feedback. So take a minute, if you don't mind, for the benefit of others. Yep. And to everyone asking about our backdrop, it will change very shortly. So (laughs) on that bombshell, that's going to do it for us. AskDroneU.com for your questions. Thanks for joining us. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform inspire and entertain we reject indecision confusion and vanity for they work against the community we are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge we are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness we are pilots videographers photographers freelancers business owners enthusiasts experts and apprentices we are creators we are the drone youth